everyone. I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. A testimony of your story for His glory. She was only three weeks old when her mother would be tragically killed, leaving her with a father who would soon abandon her as well. Already burdened in his mind with seven other children, Linda would be separated from her siblings and given to her next of kin, a church-going aunt and uncle who would prove to be less than holy. At age 13, she would be molested by this same uncle, a deacon in the church, and thrown out of the only home she had ever known, the night of the abuse, leaving Linda devastated, confused, crushed, and ashamed. What could be worse? The perpetrator's denial that it even happened, as he continued to mask his sin Sunday after Sunday. Linda would later move in with another aunt and uncle, but by this time, the anger, rage, and rebellion of their once shining star and straight-A student would soon take its toll, and a mentor from church would be enlisted to help their niece with her now-failing grades. The result? Yet another disappointment, and another predator, only this one was female. What started out as conversation soon led to a sexual relationship and a vow at age 16 to walk away from what church had become, a place of abuse, broken promises, abandonment, and neglect. Linda had had enough. What happened next, ladies and gentlemen, would spiral my next guest down a road of no return and an eventual 15-year lesbian relationship with a divorced woman, her two small sons, and a life filled with alcohol, drugs, heartache, and pain. How did Linda break free to find true peace, hope, and joy? And what was the lie she had believed made her different? Was she really born this way, or could she be, quote, born again? Here to share the rest of her story in this exclusive part one of our two-part conversation is author, activist, and founder of Rescuing Ministries, Pastor Linda Jernigan. Pastor Jernigan, welcome to Testimony. Thank you so much, uh, Ms. Barrett. I'm honored to be here. Well, it is great to have you, and please call me Jensine, and I'll call you Linda if that's okay. Oh, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> great. Well, first of all, Linda, I want to publicly acknowledge a mutual friend, author and activist Alice Patterson, yes. for bringing your story to my attention. Alice is the author of the groundbreaking Bridging the Racial and Political Divide, and through her efforts and yours and other black Democrat pastors from Chicago, you helped defeat the same-sex marriage bill in Chicago, but we will be talking more about that in our second segment. For this segment, Linda, I'd like to bring our listeners up to the time you are seated in church in a drunken state at the request of your then-partner in a last-ditch effort to save your failing relationship. Linda, you would hear words that would forever change your life, and this time, 
truly change your life. Pastor Jernigan, would you please tell us that story? Yes. Um, actually, that Saturday night I had went out and began to party and drink and, and get high. And uh, the young lady who I had been with for nearly 15 years, uh, she had became uh, intolerant of my um, uh, alcohol and drug abuse, which led to late night partying. And I came home about 5 o'clock that morning. Uh, she had already begun to attend church with a friend of hers. And so um, she had asked me several times prior would I go, and I said, no, I didn't want to have any parts of church. And so this particular morning when I walked in, it was a Sunday morning, um, I was supposed to be home quite earlier than 5 a.m., and so I began to apologize and to tell her, you know, I'm sorry, I won't do this anymore. Uh, but it was something extremely different about her. Uh, I knew that she was intending to leave me. And so then I decided, well, you know, in a last-ditch effort to save our relationship, uh, I will attend church with her. So I, I informed her of my decision to attend church. We left that Sunday morning. Uh, we went to the 11 o'clock service, and when I walked in, they were doing praise and worship. Um, I was from a traditional church as a young girl, so I wasn't familiar with praise and worship. And, and so when I went into the balcony and I sat down and they began to worship God, uh, the atmosphere was so electrifying until all of a sudden, um, even in my drunken state, because as I stated, I had been out, I had been drinking alcohol and using drugs. And so I still felt the effects of the intoxication. And so, but then I just began to cry and weep and lift my hands and begin to talk to the Lord. Um, and I had no clue what I was doing or even why I was doing it. And as I began to just stand there and I was talking to God, he was talking back with me. Uh, yes, in my inebriated state, the Lord began to really deal with my heart. Uh, but one thing I knew for sure, that God and myself could never be on the same page because I felt as if I was born a homosexual. And so those was the words that I stated to him that day in that balcony. And I said, even if I did want to become a Christian, uh, I wouldn't be able to because I was born this way. I was born a homosexual, so therefore I can't change. And it was that day I heard the words of Jesus say to me um, that I could be born again. And when he told me that I could be born again, um, that put my whole sexual uh, sexuality, my whole sexual behavior under the microscope. And I went home and I thought about that and I thought about that. Um, but while I was in that balcony, um, that was the thing that transformed my heart and gave me a different outlook on Jesus. And I accepted his invitation that day uh, to be born again. And that was August of 2000. So that was approximately 13 years ago. Wow. And you're now pastoring a church as a minister with a ministry, Rescuing Ministries, where you actually rescue homosexuals that are trapped in that lifestyle, that want to get out of that lifestyle, informing, educating, praying, and helping them to get healing and deliverance. So now, Linda, take our listeners to your darkest moment in this lifestyle. Obviously, in our past conversations, you said there was no way you could do what you were doing behind closed doors without being inebriated, without the drugs, the alcohol, all that you did. Talk about that a little bit, because that's the side of that lifestyle we don't hear anything about. Yes, I'm a firm believer based on my own experience um, and based on the experience and interaction that I have had with so many uh, homosexuals and ex-homosexuals um, that there's a level of, of torment and despair 
that comes with the homosexual lifestyle. And uh, oftentimes, you know, I was known to have a great sense of humor. Uh, I was very aggressive. But on the inside, I was so filled with hurt and uh, despondency. Uh, I was so tormented. Uh, I was angry. I was rebellious. But most important, I was suicidal and depressed all of the time. Um, and it wasn't because of anything other than I knew it wasn't society telling me this. This was my own heart, my own spirit. Uh, I knew internally that the behavior that I was participating in uh, was not right. And so when I would get alone and be by myself, I would always hear that still, small voice uh, that would convict me. Um, and in order to silence that voice or to even numb that voice, that's what the alcohol and that's what all the drugs and all of the partying and all of the over-the-top parties um, uh, became more evident. It was, a, it was a point that I just wanted to just numb the voice because I felt like that I couldn't get right. It wasn't that I didn't want to be right. It wasn't that I didn't want to be normal or heterosexual. I felt as though I couldn't. And that's the lie that you believed, which so intrigued me with your story. I have never heard anyone say that when they ask God, well, God, I was born this way. I can't change. But then God says to you, Linda, you may think you were born this way, but through me you can be born again. And that is the essence of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter what sin you're in. If you're a lesbian, a bisexual, a transgender, an adulterer, a glutton, a murderer, a thief, these are all things that God's grace came to save and to change. And you are a phenomenal example of that. You went through a literal transformation. It didn't just happen overnight with you. Can you talk a little bit about that? It was a two-year process for you. The bondage is broken, but now you're having to walk it out practically. What were your next steps at this point? Yes, um, my transformation was very challenging because I wasn't like your typical lesbian. Um, I I lived my entire adult life uh, as a man, meaning that I dressed like a man, I looked like a man, I wore men clothes, men shoes, men jewelry, men cologne. I did everything that, that males did. And so when I got saved that day, I had a low haircut, I had a full goatee as a beard, um, and I have never taken any kind of uh, injections or hormones to grow facial hair. Uh, It just began to grow. Uh, I said once I connected with the devil, he gave me the manifestations that I needed um, to be successful in the lifestyle. And so um, when the Lord saved me and I accepted his invitation to be born again, Um, Then the process, the journey of transformation began, where he began to deal with my heart about shaving my beard. And then after I shaved my beard off, then he told me to grow my hair out. And then after I grew my hair out, then he started telling me to change my clothes. And it was an entire transformation, and I'm still in that process as well. You know, um, I I don't claim to have um, have it all corrected 100% right now. Um, what it is, I'm still in the process. Uh, I only wear women's clothes, women's shoes, 
and all of that. And God is still softening me down, making me more feminine. And it's looking good, and I love it. I'm excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, praise God, praise God. And isn't he doing that with us all? I mean, the essence of the gospel has changed, and the Lord tells us to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. So not only did you do the practical steps on the outward, but then you've shared with me that you began to renew your mind through the Word of God in anointed worship. You didn't try to go back to your lifestyle and make it work, although I think at the beginning you thought you could, but God clearly said, no, you have to make a complete break from your partner and her two sons. And how is that relationship today? Oh, it is absolutely fabulous. When I say God does the work, He does it completely. He does a complete work. We are really good friends. We still have boundaries, you know, that we don't cross. Um, but we are really good friends. Uh, her children, uh, they have their own children and their own families now, so they didn't end up gay like people thought. You know, God just completely turned everything around and uh, for His glory, and we're excited about that. Well, I'm praising God with you, and this is the reason I wanted to bring you on testimony. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. You certainly have done that. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to hear more from Linda Jernigan next week on testimony as she gets more into her story as well as what she is doing now, not just on the personal side of things in her ministry, but in Washington, in Congress. She was used to recently helped to defeat the same-sex marriage bill in Chicago, and she's one that can speak from experience. Linda, thank you for being with us today on this segment of your story. We look forward to hearing more next week on Testimony. God bless you, and thank you for what you are doing to help set the captives free. God bless you. Thank you. Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensen Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ, one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensenbard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D.com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensine Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony. Testimony.